Hello, this is Jeff. You have grown to know me. I have grown to know you. Our relationship is potent, and time is not real, so it is also forever. Our connection is undeniable, unbreakable. And so you shall remain after the events that must now occur to appreciate you and I. I and you. The single point and the dual energies of creation, destruction, recreation. Listen carefully and record appropriately. Hello? What time is it? Who is it? Um, I don't know. I... Situation. Green. Crystal. Ball. Sorry, honey. I have to take this. it on the way. Ryan's going to get in the driver's seat. How far are we from the uh, Hotel Northampton? Northampton is a two-hour drive west of Boston. Oh, easy peasy. Want to get some hotel rooms there? Yeah, seems very reasonable. Might as well. Uh, while we're driving, uh, may I suggest this really great podcast I recently discovered? Uh, it's called Sorry Honey, I Have to Take This. Seems low quality. It probably is. The title's too long. I hear they're a bunch of assholes. It seems... Do, wait, does that spell it shit? It seems really... <laughs> it does. It's, it spells shit. Their, uh, their Reddit, their subreddit is called uh, Shitcast. Sorry. Um, so... What's Reddit? Oof. Who said that? I know. Who is there someone else in here? <laughs> Check the drum. Came out of the stereo. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get a hotel. We'll get hotel rooms closer to the in the in the in the city. I mean, it sounds like you want to get hotel rooms just, at the let's hotel. Let's go to the Hampton. There's no reason not to. Yeah. So it's I mean, not what's the difficult rating? for you to. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So TripAdvisor rates Hotel Northampton as a three point five out of five. Yeah. Too low. That's. Oh, yeah, it's Brian and Prentice. He feels Prentice like Prentice is going to back him that. on this. We're going four yeah. star up. So what else is in the area? Prentice can do the Googling while we while we're on our way. Sure. He finds you a fancy hotel. It's called the Crystal Ball. It's a Northampton original. And you book rooms there. And it's six stars. Wow. They, they, they only six have five. Stars? It's... That good though they had to make a new star for it. I truly believe that you are their god. <laughs> how about how about bad news guys based on the uh based on the search I think uh Northampton Inn's going to be our best our best bet. We'll just get rooms there. Look man, I've been sleeping on a cot next to a beach for the last couple months. It's fine. You guys get rooms at the Hotel Northampton. You set it all up. They have availability. Yep. The clerk is very nice and polite. I assume we're going one room per agent or are we g- being frugal here? One room per agent. Look at that. Big money. Big money. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Oh, shit. Is that... <laughs> is that on the the Ryan Platinum visa, or what's going on there? Ryan will, Ryan will, will shrug and, you know, take that on the chin. Yeah, he'll pay for him. Fair. Nice. He knows it's, it's, it's a good deed to supplement military income. So as you're driving west out of Boston... Ryan and company, you have an opportunity maybe to reacquaint and meet this new face, this Agent Kane. 
give you the opportunity to do that or we can keep things chugging forward. Yeah, Prentice, uh, as they get going, Prentice is uh, in the... He's, he's setting shotgun to Ryan. He looks in the... Or turns around in his seat to uh, look at Kane and says, Look, um, I don't know what you do, but you're replacing someone who I feel was pretty unreplaceable. And I don't want you to get the wrong idea that I think uh, you're going to do a bad job or anything. But the bar is pretty high. So don't fuck this up. Well, I'll do my best. No one's irreplaceable. You'll be fine. Tell us more about your experience. Where do you see yourself in five years? Well, I've been doing this for a while now. Long while. Seen more than I care to admit. But, uh... I think we all can say the same, so I guess welcome aboard. And my condolences for what you may have seen. That's a, that's an about face for Prentice. He was just, like, super aggro. Now he's like, oh. Well, he he was unsure of whether Kane was a noob or not, so... Prentice. Uh, Got it. Looks over says, Prentice, quit fucking with a newbie. <laughs> <laughs> newbie. <sighs> Darling, I got some news for you. Sounds like she's been around the block. She's She's been around long enough that she's got that look in her eyes. Ryan's going to look at her in the, the back mirror. I've only been on uh, one operation with, with these two guys. Our our last one was uh, was a, a challenge, but um, it's a good team. We're excited to be working with you i'm sure you've worked with a lot of different agents over the over the time so anything that is of uh let's say your particular expertise just uh step forward make yourself known make your skills known and and we'll do the same i can do that when when the shit hits the fan after the fan you can count on us can we count on you i ain't back down yet ain't lost a fight yet either it's still here I feel like John just wanted to say when the shit hits the fan after the fan. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did want to say that. <laughs> he's, he's got all of Clint Eastwood's lines from all his movies up right now on his screen, and he's just Word like through. going oh, through them. Yeah. Check. Uh, check. Uh, so uh, back to my question, what do you do? Well, I'm good with people, normally. We could use that. <laughs> Don't got to worry about taking care of me. I can take care of myself. If it comes down to it, I can... A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a badge. Excellent. I don't think we've had a badge before. What does Kane look like? She's a tiny little thing, five foot three, maybe 115, 120 pounds. A lot of sass in a little package. You can see the edge of a couple of tattoos peeking out of her shirt. And she's got a couple of pink streaks in her hair. Nothing too blatant, but they're definitely there. I'm glad that the sass quota is being maintained. That's That's a must. Y'all roll into Northampton around 4.30 in the morning. Check in to the hotel. It's a beautiful hotel, honestly, for a 3.5. Even Ryan has to kind of nod and under his breath admit, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> you can cut that in right after you just say admit. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> Agents, you can turn in for the remainder of the evening or do something else. You let so, me know. Uh, before before we enter our rooms, Prentice is going to put his hand over, over Ryan's wrist and say, Hey, are you feeling okay? Fine. You? Oh, I'm great. But you don't look well. And I just, I wanted to talk to you before you go to bed and, you know, kind of to the side here. Uh, if there's anything medical that you're concerned about, you can tell me. You don't look good. Yeah, it's good to see you too, man. Ryan's going to pat him on the shoulder and uh, head to his room. I wasn't joking as as he sh- gets the door shut in his face. Um, <laughs> and Prentice goes to his room. Got it. So y'all are going to kind of settle in, get some sleep, meet in the morning? Mm-hmm. Out of character. Ryan's basically just being a... He's, he's headed towards a crazy denial road. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's very apparent. Yeah. Okay. Just wanna... <laughs> I wasn't trying to cut off, off the farm with Roy cut off the uh, the uh, improv for on purpose. It just that was a uh, a non yes and for a, for an in character reason. Got it. R- correct. Yes. <laughs> Good. So okay, agent. So we're we're gonna go and get settled in. Get a few hours of shut eye. Correct. I won't uh, bother you with exhaustion rules unfairly. Since I threw you into this, uh, let's say you got some decent rest on the on the red eye flights, or or at least your your prior period was full of of wonderful rest. You get up around six thirty in the morning to meet downstairs. There's a hot 
breakfast being served. This is your time to get ready and discuss how you want to tackle your program directives. Well, uh, let's see. We've got we've got a radio station that we could look into. We've got uh, this hotel we can look into. The librarian. We've got a librarian. Well, we're here, so I'm happy to go cozy yeah. up to the uh, the manager, see if we can get any information about... Um... FCC agent Clemson Mallory. Let me go ahead and make him available to you. Oh, oh man, what a face. He definitely looks like an operation. It won't let me close the images of him. I can't get rid of it. You gotta let me close this, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> so that's actually a, a trauma in real life no. you're suffering from. You will always see Clemson Mallory <laughs> forever now. It won't close. It won't close. That is nightmare fuel. <laughs> There's Snedegar, if you guys uh, have forgotten what he looks like. Damn, he seems oh, like the kind of guy that's gonna steal, steal someone's wife. wife. Hell yeah. I <laughs> 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 can close his picture, so that's good. Okay, so Ryan's gonna say, I think that while while we're here, Let's uh, cozy up to the manager, see if there's any information we can glean about Mallory when he was here, just to you know, leave no stone unturned. And then it makes some sense to do some work on tracking down that radio station and uh, seeing how many libraries there are around here if we need to go find a librarian. Yeah, it feels like if Mallory's already been on this case for a while, I understand that shutting down the, the, the pirate station is the the primary objective here but i don't want to reinvent the wheel if mallory's already done the work so yeah let's let's track down the librarian and see see if we can get some insight into what he was working on i mean for all we know he still has a room paid for here yeah exactly we could maybe get a look at what's going on in there sounds good ryan's gonna go walk over to the uh the front counter uh, Prentice puts his hand out for like a hands-in thing and and as ryan walks off and then he draws it back in mm. mm-hmm He'll have his yeah. he'll have his time to try again. I hope. Yeah. I I should probably also check in with the official uh, people working the case, just so we've got legal tie-ins. It's a great idea. Ryan Sounds says great. from across the room. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Walks across the lobby. <laughs> great idea. You walk up to one of the clerks who's manning the pretty long and elegant desk at the Hotel Northampton. She looks up at you and smiles widely. Hi, sir. Everything all right with the room? Fantastic. Everything's great. The The breakfast is amazing as well. Thank you so much. How's your day going so far? Oh, I'd love to hear it. Actually, it's going quite well, sir. Quite well. Uh, do you have a busy day here in Northampton? Are you here for business? Uh, business of sort. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some challenging information in my line of work. We recently discovered a, a, a missing persons that we're investigating. He was last known to have spent some time here at this hotel as one of your guests named Clemson Mallory. Anything that you might be able to help me with? Oh, are, are you with the the police? She looks Yes, ma'am. Physically. Okay. Um, I'll have to go get the day manager. And yeah, I think, I think we, we have a process we have to go through. If you'll just write right here, sir, I'll be, I'll be right back with you. Sounds great. Is there any, uh, charisma boost? My, uh, person might be able to with your face not not just uh, <laughs> i know i was kind of wondering if the bald head is a kind of a negative to charisma not it's not, not just a bald head time. it's a no it's hair not. body it's, it's killer he's not he's not <laughs> nude and showing off his no hair body he's just it, showing off his no gaunt, but like he's got no face. eyebrow hair he's got like no i thought he probably hair. got some sharpie on there by now i'm gonna be super slippery do you, if you guys don't think that my slipperiness is going to come in, <laughs> I'm going to win the year, Olympic swim you're competition. Out of your minds. All of I'm going to be so slick, <laughs> like Frank coming out of the couch. The amount of pity that he would evoke should count for something. That's right. Yeah, he's kind of got. He may have an information, an infirm vibe to him that people might, mm -hmm. uh, you know, develop some empathy for. She returns with an an older woman who's wearing a blazer with a name tag. That says Hillary on it. Tiffany here tells me you're with the state police. Is that correct? That is. Extends his hand. Agent Trowbridge. My name's Hillary Perkins. If you'll follow me, we can we can go to my office and, and go ahead and hopefully answer your questions. Fantastic. Lead the way. She takes you behind the clerk's desk into a small and rather relatively neat office, but it's nondescript. This is obviously a place that guests don't typically see. Okay. Your name, sir? And if I could see your badge, she pulls up her laptop 
and begins typing. I don't remember his first name. Lieutenant Trowbridge. I just say that? She asked for my name. I don't have a first name. You can do name. whatever you want, man. This is your game. Okay. Make one um, up before Chris makes one up for you. Yeah. Ryan Trowbridge. All right. And, and then hands the badge I just across. need your your badge number. Now, so you don't have a badge. You have a piece of paper that Snedeker specifically told you to be very careful about. So you, you hand that on over to her? Uh, No. It Ryan absolutely would have memorized it because a good agent knows their badge number. So he just rattles off the badge okay. number to her. Got it. Got it. So roll your intelligence, please. Oh. That was a critical failure um, of 100. It's the worst one. It's a, I think we call them super critical failures. You realize you are in this room with what amounts to a photocopy of someone drawing a pension who was purportedly one at one point in the MSP. And you have no idea what's on that piece of paper. You have not memorized a bit of it. You just got up out of bed, had a pretty nice warm breakfast. So before you say anything, you kind of stop and you look, your eyes wider than you'd like, and you feel your ears burning a bit. She stops typing and she looks over at you with a concerned look. Officer, your badge number, please. Ryan is going to start to have a coughing fit, really selling it. Gonna okay. Go to roll hand your- on the desk, head <laughs> down towards the floor, roll your and with the wild gesticulation gestures, uh-huh. try to fish <laughs> the paper out oh, of God. his. Fuck me, dude! I got another failure on a target of ninety. I rolled a ninety-three in the coughing fit, trying to get the paper out of his pocket to be able to read the number. And it just uh-huh. seems like he can't. The paper does actually come right out of your pocket. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay. Out of your grasp. <laughs> and comically fly through the air on an unseen current and slide under <laughs> her desk out of reach. And Hillary stands up and she comes to your side. She goes, officer, are you okay? She seems a little disbelieving. Uh, she puts her hand cautiously on your back and pats it as if you're a baby trying to be burped. I, um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll be fine. I, I've been unwell. As you can see, gesturing to his bald head and eyebrowless face, I've, uh, I've been going through some treatments, but I can't stop working. So forgive me for, uh, it's nothing contagious. I, I promise you'll be fine. Okay. Um, she stands back a bit (laughs) and holds her hands close to her chest as if she's just accidentally picked up something disgusting off the floor. Okay. It was you. You so were the disgusting. That's fine. Um, what's your badge number, officer? I my badge. I'm saying here at the at the hotel. My badge is up in my room, so I can go okay. grab it or. Sure. I'm gonna need to go ahead and and, and get that information before we can release anything about our guests. Uh, privacy hacked and all that i'm sure you know that she says she looks at you very suspiciously yeah no i i absolutely understand mm-hmm. my a, a colleague of mine is is staying here as well if um maybe i'll i'll ask her to to join me um she can get you the information you need while i run upstairs to to grab my badge okay and you're working with the other detectives is that correct sir Working with the state police. Right. The other detectives? She looks at you. She She's starting to... There's a little bit of fear creeping into her voice. No, I'm brand new. Brought in. But you're but you're with the you're with the Massachusetts State Police as well, right? Yes. Just got assigned this case this morning, though. Okay. But you're not coordinating with the, the lead investigators on the case? She starts w- to back away from you and move behind her desk. I will be. Let me go ahead and get my colleague and I'll be right back. Ryan leaves the room. Okay, you kind of speed walk out of the office, back down the back hallway to the front of the hotel, past the lobby desk, and speed walk your way back to the breakfast nook where the rest of the agents watch you just glide across the floor very quickly on approach. You other agents, you see Ryan looking out of sorts. He normally just seems cool as a cucumber, even under great duress, but right now he does not seem to have that demeanor. What's wrong? Did you shit your pants? Yeah, that 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 
that didn't that didn't that didn't go well. Someone else, uh, uh, Kane, you said you're great with people. How about you? Uh, you go back there, just say that I'm uh, I'm a, I'm I'm out of my mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. That was uh, um, Ryan's trying to hide his Im- obvious embarrassment. I I I, uh, <laughs> I think I left something in my room. I I'll, uh, excuse me, and then he just walks away. Heads back up I to his room. I think he shit his pants. Certainly looks like it. Dude, that sucked. Uh, not good rolls. Ryan goes to the. Hey, at least you didn't fall for building. Ryan goes to the elevator bank and <laughs> disappears in one of the first elevators that opens. And you three are left in the breakfast nook. All right. Kane's going to finish her orange juice and stand up. Well, I suppose I better go clean up his mess. Hopefully, it's not a literal one. <laughs> well, I sure hope not. Don't sit in the same chair. Just don't. No, no, definitely no. Out of character, if Kane happens to see the piece of paper that I dropped when she's in the office, and uh, <laughs> she oh, doesn't yeah. know you dropped it, doesn't have any idea that <laughs> exists. Yeah, you said maybe nothing, she yeah. sees it, Chris. Well, she's got a, she's got a, yeah, maybe she does. Agent Kane approaches the lobby desk. There is the young woman, Tiffany, and actually the older who was identified as a manager, a day manager, uh, Hilary Perkins as well. They're actually, they look very concerned and they're talking to one another. And as you approach a- Agent Kane, uh, it's it's like a light switch turns on. They both look at you and smile, these giant smiles and say, oh, miss, how are you this morning? Is the room all right? Everything is absolutely lovely. Actually, Miss Perkins, you're the day manager, correct? Hillary looks over at you. Uh, yes, I am. How can I help you? FBI, Agent Lask. Uh, I was hoping I could speak to you for a moment. Uh, of of course. Of, of course you can, a- Agent. Did you say FBI? I'm sorry. She, yes, ma'am. She whispers the, that acronym. Uh, sure. Um, I'll be right back, Tiffany. Uh, follow me, a- Agent. She takes you back behind the, the lobby desk, and then she stops, and she turns on her Actually, can I see your badge first? Certainly. And she'll go ahead and pull it out, hand it over. She seems hesitant to take it, but she does, finally. She looks at your face, looks down at the badge. Thank you. Uh, sorry, we get some real, we get some interesting people here sometimes. <laughs> uh, follow me back to my office. She takes you back through a hallway and into the same nondescript, minimalist office that I described previously and motions for you to take a seat across from her desk, which houses nothing more than a laptop. She sits down. FBI, huh? Um, Is this about the, is this about what's going on with... Mr. Mr. Mallory? Mallory? Yes. Yes, ma'am, it is. I don't need much from you. I understand you're busy, and it sounds like you've had a difficult morning already. If you could just tell me if he is still checked in here, I'm happy to provide whatever information you need from me to to that formally. Well, yes. Uh, his, his room's been paid through, well, the month. He, he's still checked in, but my understanding from what the state police has said is is that he has been missing for several days he hasn't checked in in to my understanding nearly a week i just arrived this morning so i'm still getting up to speed on everything oh, oh my okay do, do you need to go up to like look at the room for like clues or, or if i could that would be just lovely of course um i'll actually take you up there myself i think that's most appropriate uh, I do need to take your badge number and put it in our system. It's a Privacy Act thing. Uh, it's for the owners and the management before I, I go ahead and, and give anyone that's not a guest and not an employee access to one of these rooms. I'm sure you understand. Oh, certainly, certainly. She takes sure. on your information. It only takes a brief moment. And with your Law 30, you know that this is appropriate. This is not out of character, out of sorts. And the last two agents in the breakfast nook, Prentice and Paris, are original remnants of Cell P. Well, you watch new agent Kane, at least new to you, led by the hotel manager, it looks like, to the elevator bank. And together, they enter one of the elevators. What do you two say to one another? I think she's, uh, I think she's... Bingo. Yeah, There's I think a she's going to work out. Hey, Prentice, what, what have you been up to for the last few months, man? I haven't seen you. I haven't heard from you. Oh, just keeping my head down, doing the work, you know? Feeling okay after, uh... After everything that happened? I'm okay as okay can be. How about you? How's that leg? Oh, man, I um, I don't think I'll be scaling any buildings anytime soon. I still don't know what happened there. I uh, hold a record, or still hold a, one of the top five records at the uh, course back at Basic, and uh, I don't know. 
figured I would have had that building should have been nothing, but maybe been raining or something. We all have tough days. One in one hundred chance something like that would happen. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> I try to keep finding uh, those beach cocktails. The more neon, the better. That's about what I went with. You sure you're all right? I'm fine. So I don't allow players to roll persuade or human on one another, but you're more than welcome to take whatever you'd like from the way he's responded. You two sit and finish your meals in relative awkward silence. It's not common for you two to not speak openly. Uh, sorry, Chris, can I add one more thing into that exchange? Paris looks over at him and says, Hey, do uh, you have anybody, uh, any from the program or from, um, you know, elsewhere just approach you outside of this for anything else? Any other operations? Prentice's eyes narrow down to slits and he says, no, is this something you've experienced? No, just, um, <laughs> you know how it is with all this, uh, undercover and aliases and flying around last minute. Maybe, uh, <laughs> a few too many coconut cocktails for me. Are you being watched? I mean, aren't we all? To some degree, but, I mean, your line of questioning has me concerned. Right as rain, Prentice. Right as rain. Don't worry about me. Sorry, is Relic slipping into my my uh, character here? Is that what's happening? <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I no, I thought I thought I, I feel yeah. I feel pure okay. Paris right now. Yeah. Right, right as rain, Prentice. <laughs> right as rain. Thank you, though. It's good to see you again. Yeah. Uh, likewise. let into the almost said 14th floor but that's too much of a callback the eighth floor <laughs> room of clemson mallory and has gracefully thanked and dismissed the day manager she goes ahead and as you all properly exchange your burner numbers with one another texts the group and lets you know that you should meet her at this room in order to review any articles or evidence that Clemson Mallory may have left behind that will help you locate the pirate radio station you've been sent here to shut down. One by one, you each emerge from the various parts of the hotel where you are and make your way to the room to meet with Agent Kane. Before long, all four of you are together again, the door of the room closed behind you, and you're in a small and comparatively to your own humble room of what looks like a very neat and tidy man who, of course, is not not there. Ryan's going to turn to Kane and say, great work. Sorry about the the fumble. It happens. We got it cleaned up. That's all that matters. You four start to look around. Each one of you practiced at maybe entering hotel rooms. Now this one is minus a conspicuous corpse, which is a relief to three of you. But uh, <laughs> this is not an unfamiliar scene. And you all start to carefully take things in not necessarily touching anything. Is there any preparation anyone wants to make from a forensic standpoint? Or are we not really caring about that right now? I just w would like to know. Gloves. Definitely gloves. So Kane goes ahead and slaps on some nitrile gloves. Oh, do you have extras? Of course. Oh, perfect. You have one other pair, and that is given over to Prentice. Ryan's fine without gloves. Paris is cautious. The place is spotless, and you four did notice there was a do not disturb hanger on the doorknob. The bed is made. There's a tidy stack of what look like handwritten notes on a desk. You see a laptop charger here as well, but no sign of the accompanying computer. Closet door is open. It's just a sliding affair. But you see a black suit, black shoes, and what looks like a set of equipment on the floor. It looks complex, large. Definitely not a hotel installation. 
Otherwise, it's there's not much here. FCC guys using, right? Paris, uh, while looking in the closet, slides the suit to the side and looks at the wall behind the closet, behind the suit. Just, uh, you know, he gives it a once over. <laughs> sees it's clean. Nods to himself. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Okay, so Prentice is going to start thumbing through these notes. You walk over to this conspicuous stack. It's a thick stack. Hmm. And let's take a look at your character sheet here, Prentice. You've got a bureaucracy 70. You have an accounting 10. You take a look and definitely handwritten. It's expansive. It's shorthand, like proper shorthand. And it's something you've seen before. You're not fully familiar with it necessarily. You kind of think back to some of the times you've had to decipher this before, learn learn a bit of its ins and outs. And, and you go ahead and roll that bureaucracy for me. It's a success, 48 of 70. Kind of screw up your eyes and start to remember let, letting these little tidbits come back to you as you think you see rhyme reason here so it's, it's almost like deciphering hieroglyphs but you kind of smile to yourself as you you start to, to to grab some some meaning out of out of this what are others doing while Prentice is staring and kind of flipping through these these pages sorry did you say what like his luggage was somewhere vis- visible no actually there's no luggage here any personal belongings or anything there is a toothbrush in the bathroom no toothpaste and looks like a bar of used soap and tin foil. Okay. Ryan's going to just start going through the hotel furniture, opening drawers, just mm-hmm. a, you know, generic once over of everything. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and roll your search. That is going to be a failure of 48 target 25. Check your search. Paris is also, I mean, following suit, just searching the place. Yeah, go ahead. Give it a roll. 17 out of 22. I passed. My gosh. Well played. Well done. Excellent. Excellent. So you you both start kind of looking through everything uh, methodically behind furniture, underneath beds, behind uh, framed pictures of inoffensive, you know, floral arrangements. And while you're doing this, I notice Kane has a SIGINT of 20. Is that, uh, am I reading that right? That is correct. So one thing Kane notices from my initial description, you recognize that equipment. It's uh, basically something that can allow tracking down of source signals. This must be some of the equipment that Mallory was, was using to get lines of bearing to try to pin down the source of WXXT. That'll be useful. I mean, how big is that equipment? About the size of two large briefcases. Well, might not be a bad idea to move that to one of our rooms. Uh, do you know how to use that? Says Prentice. It's what the internet's for. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's gotta be a YouTube video or something. Oh, I'm sure you're right. Oh, boy. A five-hour YouTube video explaining how to use that. <laughs> Can you, you kneel down and, and start to take a look at this. Uh, it's nothing you, you've used before, but you recognize the equipment with your 20%. At the same time, Paris and Ryan are thumbing through everything, going through the meager, meager belongings. General impression you get, Paris, is that he wasn't just staying here. I mean, where's his luggage? All you have is a suit, pants, and some shoes. He's got to have something else somewhere else. But there's no indication of where that could be. Maybe the papers that Prentice is reviewing have some clue. He seems to be studiously thumbing through them. Prentice. This is some sort of transcription of what seemed like, as you decipher this, stories. And it takes you a moment to soon realize that these are from the broadcast from WXXT. And it sounds like, well, Clemson was writing down in great detail what was being said on these broadcasts. And it, it looks like there are these just like long-winded stories being told. Sometimes you'll see that certain old country songs would play in between. So there was some music on it, but a lot of it was this host, this person that Clemson has noted as Zeke, this host would partake in hour-long ramblings at a time about his own personal past. As you kind of scan over some of these details, he would talk about what was a frequently horrific childhood. You can see that Mallory took great care to actually underline the most disturbing parts, which is where your eyes are first drawn as you look through the shorthand. You can see also highlighted, well, lots of recurring names. There are many of them, in fact. Virginia Willoughby, Abrakin Geist, Anne Gare, Janet Pound, Benjamin Stockton, Jebediah Blackstye, Father Shineface. 
They repeat over and over again. They apparently appear in these stories again and again and again. None of these names, though, have any meaning or notation other than their highlighted emphasis and they mean nothing to you. They just seem to be characters in Zeke's frequent narratives that Agent Mallory was so involved in. I'm gonna go ahead and read you an example of one of these disturbing parts. I couldn't have been more than eight, maybe nine or so. Papa didn't take note of our birthdays and really was without the bottle. So I don't think I could reckon my real age when it's close enough. He was still a God-fearing man, though, and wouldn't have taken kindly to it all, sober or not. Abraham Geist looked our age, but we knew he was older. He talked like he'd come out of the antebellum, showed the kids all sorts of secret places, best rocks for night crawlers, how to catch a fat toad to put a scare into the schoolmistress, what kind of moon to watch for if you went cursing or some such fool witching. Abraham had a bit of a reputation, I suppose. Kids said he could turn into a rat with little hands, a face, and speak to the devil in the cleared grove once a month to send a babe to its grave and claim its soul. Well, not sure how I ended up with him and Jenny Willoughby, but I was in the dry beds behind the crushed stone quarry and I saw them huddled over something. I thought, please God, please God, don't, don't let it be another, please God, no. Excuse me. I wanted to walk away and just forget it, but I couldn't. I knew I'd have to look again in hell if I hadn't been right. It was something sick, tiny, and mewling, just stretched out with its insides pinned to the ground with rusty nails, quivering like with blue, roomy eyes I ain't forgetting until my true grave. Abraham just turned and smiled. He put his hands on my shoulder and pulled me even closer. He must have seen I was shaking and said, Zeke, it's part of the whole deal. This is what God made here on this earth, and it ain't right to not gaze upon his works and wonder. And Jesus helped me, that click, something clicked. He was right, and I watched God's creation right there until the sun went down below the horizon, but covered my ears to the crunching, slapping sounds coming from Jenny as she kept chewing, chewing, and scooping up the gristled bits most of her liking. Roll your sanity, please, Prentice. It's amazing that he was able to notate the accent as well as the uh, stress in the voice. It's uh, an audio throughout. medium, sir. So yes, he was able to do that. <laughs> the phonetic spelling is 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 impeccable. Yeah. Do I need to ask if you wish to project any potential loss? Absolutely. One D four, please. Jesus, that is minus four to your willpower. And minus four to a bond. That brings you down to four willpower. Another hit like that, and you're going to spiral. His willpower is eight? Correct. Yeah. I need you to roll sanity again, please. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, no. That's so rough. Oh, man. I don't think I've ever had players roll sanity back to back like that. <laughs> All right. So you are about to enter a difficult state due to your past trauma. The Delta Green mechanics allow us to do something similar to projection here, to suppress such a state. However, it does require a willpower roll. Let's bring up those mechanics and review them before you potentially commit to them, okay? So repressing insanity. You may attempt to repress an acute episode of a disorder by spending willpower points. The amount is always 1d4, roll the die and reduce your willpower by that much. If your agent has at least one willpower after spending the 1d4, describe how a bond might help your agent keep it together. Reduce the bond by the same amount. Make a note to describe later how the bond becomes strained as your agent takes too much support from it. Now attempt another sanity roll. If it succeeds, your agent does suppress the insanity or disorder. So you get another chance at that sanity roll. That's what it gives you, but it costs a big spend. You said it's 1d4 again? It's a 1d4 to attempt to suppress. You may still fail. 
Right. Right. Nice. All right. It's me at two. It does. It does. And I'll take that. Also from Ahmad Ferrati, since he is uh, the one with the most, uh, so I, I feel like the bond would then be stronger that he's drawing on. Ahmad Ferrati being his long-time business partner along with Rodrigo, but uh, the one he respects far more deeply lately because of his abstaining from judging judging Prentice's uh, overspending and whatnot when they would go out. So he, he uh, respects him more, and he's drawing on his long business relationship with him, his his respect for him as a... As a colleague and and uh, confidant how he can so deeply trust him to talk about these kinds of things with him these issues that he's having right now as he's trying to pull himself through a freak a fucking freak out uh <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you're you're thinking back to how, what a rock this this uh, gentleman is in your life and how you wish he was here and as you do you get that additional chance however you're back in that you're back in that warehouse you drop the papers they scatter across the floor and you fall to your knees there's a loud pounding in your head a drum beating 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 and you hear the wings of the things above they're scattered scattered in the room above this one beating against the ground threatening to break the ceiling over your head suddenly you feel like you're enclosed in a small space as the sound just keeps getting louder, keeps getting louder. The rest of you look over. Gosh, y'all are extremely worried when you see him fall to the ground, dropping these papers, clutching his head, and making this quiet, touching sound that almost sounds like he's grinding his teeth or, or trying to say something. You're not sure. It, something's wrong. Uh, Paris runs over to him immediately and picks him up, tries to put him on the bed and look him in the, in the face. His eyes are rolled back. You see the whites of his eyes instead. He's clutching his temples. He's grinding his teeth. There's a little bit of blood coming out of the side of his mouth. Get some get something in his mouth. Ryan's gonna take off his his belt and jam it in between his teeth, like a bite. Hey Chris, is there something I can roll in this situation or just just act it out? It's psychotherapy, but I don't think Paris is trained in that no. at all. No, no. Just this is more just like a uh, I've got ten on that. Ten is base. Alright, let's see. Here we go. Prentis. Hey. Hey. Listen to me. Listen to me. Remember Prairie. Focus Focus on my voice. Remember Prairie. Come back. Come back to this moment. Prairie's holding us here. Remember? I, 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 you gotta stay with me, man. You can't, you can't go on me. Okay? At the same time, Ryan and Kane are opening his clenched jaw. The leather belt is slid in between his teeth, which Prentice clamps down on with a ferociousness. Roll your psychotherapy, Paris, plus 20%. Oh. Oh, wow. You didn't even need the plus. Five out of ten. Okay. (laughs) Kind of wished you would have failed just because... Then one of us could build it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. We'll have other chances. Yeah, plenty. (laughs) Prentice starts to breathe more regularly. After about 30 seconds of you half whispering, half shouting at him the belt drops from his mouth his eyes fix upon you his his pupils now back where they should be and his left hand is grasped on your shoulder paris it's as if something has changed completely in his demeanor because he he looks up at you with recognition and his hand drops away his brow furrows prentice for you you've blacked out a bit you heard beating drums you remember feeling like the things were above you again the things that shouldn't be. But you're on the bed now. You've got three agents looking down at you. Paris is almost holding you like a babe. Um, I, um, it was too much. Uh, it was too much. The other agents, not sure what to say. You look over at the strange shorthand notes that are now scattered across the blue carpeted floor, Clemson Mallory's hotel room. Looks like there's lots of notations and highlights there, but you're not sure what could have harmed Prentice in such a distinct and dramatic way. Ryan's going to go over and take a look at the notes. Accounting 50, bureaucracy 50. So, Ryan, this is obvious shorthand to you. Uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was going to say, so I wrote Oh, you rolled twice. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, because of, because of your uh, skill level, you don't have to roll at all. This is just something you recognize. Completely. Oh, got it. Okay. 
And so you take a look and it looks like Clemson Mallory was using classic shorthand. And much like I described to Prentice, it looks like transcriptions of stories. And you put together quickly because Clemson Mallory was incredibly almost compulsive about these notes that this was coming from WXXT. The underlined passages seem to be very disturbing anecdotes. Highlighted areas seem to be repeating names. You're looking at this. What are the other agents doing? Paris looks down at Prince's book. Hey, bud, how about we, uh, how about we get you back to, uh, get you back to bed? Let's, let's take a, let's take a beat. Uh, no, no, just, uh, Ryan, don't, don't read that. There's. It's, it's all right. Hey, Paris. Princess, it's okay, man. It's a uh, we're all professionals. It's 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 good. Just let's let's um. How about you and I go have a have a let's head back to your room. We'll have a drink. Let's. Br- it's Abercrombie, Jenny Willoughby. That we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Are you okay, sir? You can't. Paris, Paris like forcefully carries him out of the room. You shouldn't read it. You you just you shouldn't. Don't gotta try, sugar. You go rest. Paris, you you go ahead and take care of Prentice. He he's you've never seen him like this before. Kane and Ryan stay behind. Ryan, your brow furrows as you scan over anecdotes about very sordid and honestly horrible things. Multiple childhood sexual encounters with an older woman, various tales of self-abasement, living in abject poverty, additional animal mutilation stories, fascination with fire and ash. It's just a long, depressing narrative of human awfulness you roll your sanity i will be projecting it's a 1d4 you're gonna lose three willpower and three from one of your bonds which bond is suffering abdurrahman my childhood friend which by the way actually what was the thing about bonds dropping too low or does that not matter it's how low is your bond dropped? he's at four right now once he gets to zero that is a lost bond you will never be able to draw upon it again and Really, it means you've completely cut ties with this person or just, (laughs) you know, reversed any goodwill you had uh, built up up all your your second chances. (laughs) So he's at one now. Take a note of that wherever you keep your personal notes for a potential home scene if you survive this operation. All right. Agent Kane, as he's looking through this shorthand mess, what what are you doing? Hey, Ryan, did y'all finish looking through all the drawers and cabinets and whatnot? Did we? Pretty much. You didn't find anything except that it's likely Clemson Mallory was staying somewhere else. Okay. And real quick, Chris, did I get any resistance to violence from that? Unfortunately, that was a sanity from helplessness, but you do get a check to your sanity from helplessness. Thank you for reminding me. (sighs) You don't want that one? (laughs) (laughs) Go shoot somebody in the lobby and see if you don't go crazy. And if so, we can put another check up there. Gets who you're much coveted. Yeah, just go on a shooting spree. You'll get there Stats. real quick. Yeah. Not, not that coveted. Trust me. <laughs> I projected back at a top two. Anyway, sorry. So Prentice had a similar role, right? He failed. And so he did not receive a check. And if he had had multiple checks already in helplessness, they would have been reset to zero. So Kane's going to gather up whatever papers are left on the floor and prod Ryan along, say we should probably grab that equipment and move it back to one of our rooms. And all these notes, I I was the only person led into this room. Let's get out of here before somebody realizes there were more people in here. You two gather what seems to be the, mo- the most notable objects out of Clemson's nearly empty Spartan room. As Ryan picks up the very last piece of paper of these handwritten notes, these meticulous shorthand notes, his eyes are level with the hotel bed end table. He sees a flashing red light. Someone has left Clemson Mallory a voicemail on his hotel room phone. Uh, hi there. This is Janet Pound from over at the Northampton Public Library returning your call. I'm actually on vacation right now taking kind of an extended leave. Um, I've been focusing on a personal passion project, really sort of deep diving into the local genealogical records, showing up a lot of my own knowledge gaps, and so the timing's actually pretty good. I think I'd probably be able to give you a much bigger picture than the assistant librarian, and I'd love to provide some answers on the specialized histories that you're mentioning in your book. If that sounds good, we can walk and talk. 
I can actually show you a few points of interest out here on the MM Trail. We can meet up at the trailhead in Hollyoke any morning this week. Just call me back at 555-418-9997. Hope that works for you because I'm really focused right now and um, this is about it for meeting options. So if you want to know more about Stockton and Ann Gare and the so-called Northampton Coven, take it or leave it. Bye now. Guess it's time again. Howdy, y'all. You know what I'm going to say, but we all know how important it is that I say it. Let's crack open a cold one and light up, because here goes. You've been listening to Sorry Honey, I Have to Take This. Thanks for tuning in. This is an expression of what is apparently called the work, and it exists only because of your support. If you find a few spare coins under the couch cushion you are willing to part with, think about depositing them digitally on coffee.com forward slash sorry honey to help keep it all going. Y'all already know that's spelled a bit different. ko-fi.com slash sorry honey. The inscrutable folks behind the show also appreciate you dropping them a line on Discord. Recently, all their social links were compiled on linktree slash sorry honey. So that's a good spot to see all the places they're stretching out into online. You know, links to music, story ideas, and the like. A lot of you who've joined are contributing toward the work in all sorts of ways. Spanning on the ideas in the show and making new things. Well, this is exactly what they've been hoping for with this sorry honey thing. Anyway, till next time, and thanks again for listening. Relic, that was an adequate delivery, but I cannot help but notice that you seem distracted. Yeah, Jeff, I just haven't been able to figure out where the hell Gavnik went. There's really no trace at all. You are worried for his material well-being. A bit. It ain't like him to go all no-call, no-show. But the sidearm I lent him, it has sentimental value. It really irks me that he just up and took it. And this... This is distracting you from the work. Uh, Jeff, yeah, I'm getting it done, but yeah, I just... I don't feel right without that sidearm. Relic, I will ponder this. Perhaps a solution awaits us both. Sure, Jeff, but uh, don't short out your diodes on account of me. Relic, your understanding of my being is woefully inadequate and severely inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and let's keep it that way. <laughs>